you can take the leg off and, and you can maybe get a year if, if you're really lucky, but probably only like six months if you don't yeah. do chemotherapy and, and actually treat the cancer. But you'll be treating the pain and your dog will have a better quality of life if you get rid of that leg with the, yeah. with the tumor. And we couldn't believe that. We were like, how can a dog be happy on three legs? If you're facing the difficult prospect of amputating your pet's leg, or if they've already had that procedure done and they're starting life on three legs as a tripod, then Renee and Jim are two people you definitely want in your corner. And I'm really excited today to be bringing you their story about what brought them into the world of three-legged pets and amputation, their advice to help you make this often very difficult decision, as well as their top tips to make sure that your three-legged pet is living their best life possible. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps keep your furry family as healthy as possible so they can live the full and happy life they deserve. And here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. If you don't know already, if you've not listened before, then welcome along. And this is the podcast where I give you the information that you need to help you optimize your pet's health so that they can live the full and happy life that they deserve. Now, in some podcast episodes, I'm answering your questions. And if you do have a question for the show that you'd like answered on an upcoming episode, you can get that answered at callthevet.org. But as well as answering your questions, I dive deep into certain topics that I think are really important and for all pet owners to know. And I also am starting to bring you interviews with experts, other experts and passionate members of the pet health community. And that is what today's episode is all about. I'm talking to Renee and Jim. They are the founders of Tripods, which is a community that brings together a lot of different information, a lot of different experiences about pets living with an amputation. So our three-legged pet community Unfortunately, the decision to amputate your dog or cat's leg is often one that needs to be made pretty quickly. And that that could be because they've been diagnosed with a particularly aggressive type of cancer, or it could be that they've had a really nasty accident and they've done some really terrible injuries to their leg, which means that it can't be saved. So while you may not think that this episode applies to you, if your pet has got four legs, I really would encourage you to listen to Renee and Jim, listen to their excellent advice, because you never quite know when this information may prove absolutely vital. On top of that, they're just fantastic people. And one of the great joys that I experienced by doing this podcast and being in the online world, if you like, is being able to connect with such dedicated and passionate people as you'll see that they are. The other thing that I love is the fact that I can have these conversations when I'm the other side of the world from my guest. And that was absolutely the case in this episode as Renee and Jim are in the United States. Unfortunately, Zoom was playing up a little bit. Um, I don't think that detracts at all from our conversation. And there was a little bit of background noise. So you'll have to excuse that. But that's it from me. Let's get into today's episode. Renee and Jim, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you on today. 
Thank you. It's great to be here. We really, really excited to be here. To Thank you very Perfect. much. Perfect. So I should explain, and I will go. Uh, I will. I've mentioned this in the interview already, but there is a bit of a leaf blower going on in the background. But they'll be coming and going. But let's jump into <laughs> our fantastic chat. So you yes. guys run this amazing community online for pets and pet parents who have dealt or are dealing with the prospect of an amputation, and you know it's it's a very specific niche, and you've got a fantastic and a bittersweet backstory about how you got into that which I think really highlights the importance of the work that you do so I wondered if you wanted to tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got into the work that you're doing yeah um, first of all thank you very much for calling it amazing and it's um, not overnight we've been doing this 13 years so how do we get started so how what here's what happened we had a dog he was our first dog love of our life named Jerry and he was super active, German Shepherd mix, great dog, used to go hiking with us and and running and camping and very outdoorsy. And one day we came home from a backpacking trip and he jumped out of the back of the truck and yelped. And we were like, whoa, what's this all about? A few weeks go by, the limp gets worse. And we take him to the vet and the vet doesn't really know what to make of it, but says, well, he's eight years old. He's probably got some arthritis. So this went on for a few weeks and we could not figure out what was going on until one day Jim was massaging him, trying to just palpate around his body to figure out why, you know, what was that? Mm. What was that limp? And Jerry let out a yelp when Jim touched his scapula. Fast forward, we found out he had osteosarcoma. After a second and third opinion, um, yeah, a vet tech at the first vet who kind of refused to say, I don't know, encouraged us to get a second opinion, which we always encourage to people to do if there's any question whatsoever. And that vet was, you know, said, I don't know, but it looks odd. You should go to UC Davis, which is one of the best teaching hospitals in the nation here. So we did, and they did the MRI, and there was a large tumor in the scapula growing inward. So we couldn't really see it, yeah. but it was really starting to cause pain mm. on the inside. And the, the whole experience kind of threw us into the world of, oh. of cancer and dogs and, and veterinary medicine, really, because we had no experience with it at all. We didn't even know that dogs got cancer at the time. Jerry had always been a healthy, healthy puppy and never had any issues. So this was like, whoa, trial by fire. And there wasn't exactly the resources available online. And so we thought we might not go through with it, you know. And then we saw on YouTube uh, a giant Great Dane digging up a gopher with one front leg and thought, if that dog... <laughs> can do it our dog's half the size he'll be fine yeah absolutely because as as cancer diagnosis goes osteosarcoma is is up there as the worst or one of the worst by you know by no means so did you get a lot of did you get a lot of good guidance or on with from the vets and from the team at uc davis or was it a little bit like well i i we kind of left in the dark and so that's what led to the creation of of tripods well, what happened was they were they were pretty matter of fact, you know, and they yeah. said you can you can take the leg off and and you can maybe get a year if if you're really lucky, but probably only like six months if you don't yeah. do chemotherapy and, and actually treat the cancer. But you'll be treating the pain and your dog will have a better quality of life if you get rid of that leg with the yeah. with the tumor. And we couldn't believe that. We were like, How can a dog be happy on three legs. We had never seen a three-legged dog in our lives. So they they presented us with very clinical information and they were very honest. And as you know, vets see three-legged pets all the time. It's not a big deal. But to us as the pet parent, it it just came as such a shock. So when we did find that dog 
on YouTube who was digging with, with one front leg that kind of um, gave us the confidence in, to pursue amputation. But we still kind of felt like oddballs, you know? We were yeah. like, uh, are we those weird people who will just go to the ends of the earth for their animal? And, and it just didn't feel natural at the time. But they did give us plenty of options. You know, they, yep. they, you know they're a teaching institution. They gave us all of the options we could do with or without chemo. And that's when they, I first started hearing them refer to a three-legged dog as a tripod, like yeah. Yeah. P-O-D. Yeah. And I went home and decided to register the domain tripods with a paw in the middle to kind of take that back and, and empower the name <laughs> for those people that think, you know, my, my dog's awesome on three legs. So we, um, when faced with this news, we were at a play, place in our life where it was, you know, we're operating a business and Jerry was what we called our chief fun officer. <laughs> and we owed it to him to kind of ride out the rest of our time together the best we possibly could. And Renee had this crazy idea one day and said, we should sell the business, sell the home and buy an RV and travel with Jerry. He's only got, you know, six to 10 months to live, they say. Yeah. And we did that. We quickly sold. We were on the road at the six month point or so. And he ended up living two years. And this was without chemotherapy and it wow. was 97. So yeah. um, 2007. 2007. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> We have to check each other every now and then. We share our brain. Yeah, but it wasn't. You know, it it, it was uh, it was still a big deal to us to have a, a three legged dog. We just, you know, we we didn't feel like it was a natural thing. So we started writing about it because both of us are writers at heart. And yeah. when we started this little blog on tripods, people started contacting us asking questions about their own animals' uh, amputation whether they were just presented with the news that their animal had to lose a leg or they'd been dealing with it for a while. But yep. what they were looking for was some sense of community that they weren't alone. And then suddenly we realized we're not alone either. And, yep. and the light bulb yep. kind of went on and Jim put discussion forums on the website. And that's when it really grew because we could all talk to each other and share our experiences. And suddenly it occurred to us that it was that sharing of information that was really helpful to people who were going through this because a lot of times you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis. It is a usually a pretty grim prognosis. Yeah. And we just thought, why not make that time as great as possible? And our current dog, Wyatt, just kicked the table. So sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Real life but here. This, you know, this first year on the road with Jerry, I just wanted to share the world and take videos and show him running and playing. And we didn't know a thing about rehab or yeah. you know, the, Injury al prevention. the altered stance yeah, and the altered we gait. And we were throwing Frisbee on the beach with him. Yeah. And the more and more we learned and, and talked to veterinarians and heard the stories of all the people in our community our shift kind of turned to providing qualified information from, you know, verifiable sources. We, I'm, I'm a journalist by trade and, and oh. Jim is too. He comes from a writing background. And so we didn't want to put bad information out there or just anecdotal stuff. We really wanted to make sure that if we were going to have a presence on the internet and share this experience with others, that that information that we put out had to be qualified good stuff. So that's when we really turned to people like yourself and, and just started asking a lot of questions and, and sharing it with the community. And it's been a learning experience for us ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess community, you know, from thinking from a veterinary point of view, you know, we can be very matter of fact. Like you say, we're seeing these mm -hmm. things on a, well, thankfully not a massively regular basis in the terms of right, osteosarcoma right. and amputation, but it is something that we're, you know, very experienced with and it causes all kinds of 
yeah issues and emotions to an owner and so we maybe I guess not lose the human aspect of things but we can come across as maybe very matter of fact and you know very fact-based without considering that emotional component so that's where it's fantastic that there is the the community that you guys provide and I'm sure you've you've had people from all walks of life reaching out to you when it comes to people deciding to amputate I guess one thing that I see a lot more of for reasons is actually trauma and and really nasty traumatic injuries rather than cancer and maybe that's the you know the dog population and the breeds involved um but are you finding that as well are you getting that really mixed bag or does cancer seem to be the predominant cause um you know actually for us cancer is the number one reason people join us and it's closely followed by accidents and, and trauma though so yeah, we we do see a lot of, of cancer situations and a very a wide range of cancers. I mean, not just dogs. We see cats with osteosarcoma, which really isn't supposed to happen. I mean, it's no, so no. rare, but we see it all the time in our community because it's such a small little corner of, of yeah, the parenting yeah. world. Well, we've seen yeah. them all. Everything from snake bites and you know accidents and car traumas, but horses kicking them, dogs getting shot. Cats um, getting stuck in bed springs. Oh, my gosh. My Small dogs getting yes. stepped on. So people find us for a number of reasons, but yeah. we have no judgment and don't say we're not pro-amputation and we're not anti-amputation. We like to present all of the facts and make sure that there's you know enough information there for people to do their homework and make an educated decision and, and work with their veterinarians that's the number one thing we like to yeah. provide a framework of questions that they can talk to their vet about rather than telling yeah. them well we think you should do this because we would never do yeah. that everybody's yeah. different so we we give them things to think about and go back to take to their vet and and discuss and you know i one of the biggest compliments that we can ever receive is when a veterinarian has an experience with one of our members and they turn around and refer another client of theirs to us. So yeah. um, it's, it's such a huge honor when that happens. Some people do, you know, unfortunately the majority of people find tripods after the fact. So sure. there's not mm-hmm. a lot of preparation. They come yeah. home with a you know bag of medicine and some discharge papers and they Google and they find people who understand what they're going through. And we like to say, we kind of, save you veterinarians the time spent answering those emotional questions. You know, the fact that your dog may not poop for 24 to 48 hours, you know, we all know that now. We didn't know that when, Mm -hmm. you know, our dog had an amputation, but they don't necessarily need to pick up the phone every single time something happens. Yeah. And with, um, with people that are, are finding you before the event, maybe they're exploring their options. What do you find are the biggest, their biggest concerns when it comes to amputation, um, is it because they're not seeing it? They're they're worried about their dog's quality of life afterwards. What? Why? Why are they struggling to make that decision? It it all comes down to they're worried about quality of life. It's kind of a toss up between that and if I'm going to amputate, but my pet has cancer and they're only given a one year prognosis, is it going to be worth it for me to put yeah. them through that? And we have been able to answer that question by doing surveys through the years. We take members' uh, experiences, they, they fill out a questionnaire and we call it our quality of life survey. And every single time we've done one, only maybe two or three people out of 200 or so who've answered the surveys have said that they would not do it again, even if okay. they only yeah. had a few months of time left with their animal. And they all say they, they did it and they were glad they did it because they had 
a really nice quality of life and a, a much better way to say goodbye to the animal than they would have yeah. if they had to make that decision under duress. It's that yeah. quality of life that is really most important. And a lot of people yeah. don't understand until they talk to the people in our forums and get a, get a grip on it. They all think, how long does my dog have? Well, yeah. okay, your dog may only have four to six months, but he's going to be in excruciating pain. You could, you know, the amputation won't get rid of the cancer, but it will get rid of the pain. And you know, your recovery pain could last 10 to 14 days. And then it's just a matter of doing some rehab and getting back to the new normal. So we like to tell people it's not about quantity of life. It's about quality. And that's absolutely the case when it comes to any kind of cancer treatment that we give as vets. Where it's all about quality. We don't go for the big, big doses of chemotherapy mm -hmm. and the big remission, right. you know, aim that we do in people. So that's, I guess, another fear that I hear a lot when we talk about chemotherapy that we think hair falling out, vomiting, diarrhea, you know, being an absolute mess. And and yeah, that's not our aim. It's all about quality of life, which is yeah, what I'm yeah. A, a massive a proponent of. So. Yeah, I guess your advice would be then if if you know if there's no other option, then you know absolutely jump into that decision, and and an amputation is 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 going to be beneficial. Is there anything else you'd share with people when they if they're still struggling? Um, in the decision part, um, yeah. a lot of people come to us, or a lot of uh, couples come to us rather, where one of the spouses mm -hmm. is all against it, and the other one's for it. Yeah. Usually. Women join our forums and say, my husband's all against it. It's and it's kind of a macho thing with some guys out there. They couldn't, you know, I wouldn't do that to my dog kind of thing. And the majority of times we ask, you know, encourage him to sit down with you and watch some of these videos, jump on one of our live webinars and just kind of hear the facts or download one of the eBooks and see, you know, do your homework. Don't just think how bad it may be. And it's just, it's not worse. It's different. It's a new normal. Yeah. That's yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's a new normal. And it, you know, it just requires a little bit of rethinking about your dog's daily activities or your cats and what they need to look like in order to preserve that quality of life and make sure that your new tripod doesn't get injured after losing a leg. Because they, they do tend to be a little more prone to injury after if you let them overdo it. And we know that yeah. from experience. It happened to us with our dog, Jerry. So that segues in really nicely into optimizing our quality of life for our dogs and cats that have that have had to have an amputation so what are, are your top tips for that because they absolutely can live a really full life can't they oh absolutely absolutely and the number one thing that you can do to help your tripod be strong and, and healthy and happy is to watch their weight. Yep. And time and time again, we've talked to veterinarians and we have seen the results of animals who have lost weight after amputation when they needed to lose a few pounds and what an incredible difference it makes in their mobility. We have a ton of weight loss success stories. That's the number one thing, especially when you're really feeling sorry for your pet and you just want to cuddle them and give them lots of treats because you feel bad they lost a leg. Don't do it <laughs> or give them carrots or, or peas or something, but you know, don't give them heavy calorie foods. So um, keeping the weight down. It's so true. Uh, we We've interviewed numerous veterinarians at conferences and such, and the number one thing they all agree on is weight management. And the second is um, never underestimating, you know, proper rehabilitation. Yep. Unfortunately, there are still vets out there who say, oh, go let him be a dog. He'll be fine. Yep. And, and you get a lot of that on and social media. Cats are completely disregarded when um, it comes to rehab therapy right. after amputation, yep. but it really benefits 
both of them, both species can get a lot of really good things out of rehab, but most importantly, it's for the pet parent education. So that- people aren't aware that, you know, a, a walk isn't exactly a strengthening exercise yeah. and they wonder why their dog's sitting down when, you know, after a short walk when he's got a missing leg. So we encourage people to consult with certified professionals. So uh, we're so into that, that our Tripods Foundation will pay for the first consultation of anyone who takes a three-legged animal to see a, a CCRT oh, wow. or a CCRP or an ACV is another one, yeah. certified rehab yeah. therapists to get you know, exercises they can do at home to work on core strengthening and proprioception and all these things that none of us know about until it happens to our dogs. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, that you know, that helps build up muscles, it strengthens ligaments and it helps, I guess, ultimately protect the the remaining the remaining limb from from injury because that's the biggest thing and then as far as exercise goes what kind of activities do you think are, are, are the best thing that a tripod can do and which ones should they absolutely be avoiding so Renee's interviewed a number of rehab therapists over the years. Um, so we're kind of speaking from experience there, but the most detrimental exercise is what they call explosive exercises. Yeah. The fetch it, the chuck it, the frisbee, frisbee the fly ball, um, dock diving, those kind of things where they're springing off of those remaining limbs. That's not necessarily favorable. And it really, um, it, it also kind of depends on the dog or the, or the cat. Just what is their pre-amputation fitness level yeah. like? Because we do have members who were professional hunting dogs before sure. they lost a leg. So we really, really want people to watch that activity and rethink what fun means to your pet. Fun doesn't have to mean running around the dog park for an exhausting hour themselves. and getting so exhausted they fall down. Yeah. Rethink what fun means. To a lot of pets, a brain game is a lot more fun than throwing a ball. Food puzzles yeah. are so great for tripods. Feed them their their meals that way instead of just throwing them in a bowl. Yeah. Anything that works their brain over their their body is is super beneficial. You want to do both, but um, strike that careful balance. And again, the way to learn how to do that is to work with a professional who understands the needs of your pet. Yeah. And again, it comes back to adapting to that new normal. Every single dog is different. Every cat's case is going to be different, but their life does need to adapt. They have muscle groups that need to reposition and, and, and compensate for the missing limb. So one of the biggest steps we tell people and that we've heard is that shorter, more frequent walks throughout mm-hmm. the day are much better than one or two long walks a day, especially when it comes to a, a new amputee animal. Yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of those points, uh, just as you were going through them, actually, they're, they're ones that are fantastic advice for any dog owner you know that mental stimulation is is huge and all too often they're left at home with not a lot to do and nothing to stimulate them and we get all kinds of behavioral problems for example and and i know in our older dogs a lot of the arthritis vets and canine arthritis management is one you know particular community Mm -hmm. they're advocating Mm -hmm. you know get rid of that ball chucker don't do any of those exercises because the stress and strains you're absolutely right that puts through the joint is is immense compared to other types of exercise so yeah, I guess maybe our tripods aren't all that different after all, but we just need to be really, you know, mindful because the consequences of injury to the remaining leg, you know, can potentially be quite catastrophic, can't they? So, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, 
That's some amazing information and advice there. You've clearly got a huge amount of knowledge and experience to share <laughs> on the blog and in your communities and things, but you've written a number of guides and, and other resources. So would you like to tell everyone a little bit about that if they want to dive into this in a little bit more detail? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, there's a vast amount of resources available at Tripods and the, we host 1500 three-legged dog and cat blogs and thousands of discussion forum topics. And to save people the time spent searching and surfing and trying to find all the available information that is there for free. We developed eBooks early on, one of them, which was called Three Legs and Despair. It's a canine amputation handbook for the pet owner. It goes through, you know, making the decision to amputate during amputation, after amputation, recovery, and it's kind of a basics guide on, you know, how to cope with amputation, recovery, and care before, during, and after. And we have just now recently launched a fourth edition, new and approved ebook filled with direct links to videos and podcast interviews and, and forum topics and articles we've written. But now um, it's now available on Amazon for Kindle and in paperback in a stripped down basics version. It's more affordable and covers all the basics it's our tripod basic series that's three legs and a spare the second one was loving life on three legs that's more focused on on rehab and fitness. and fitness and then we uh late we, well we also have cool tips for tripod cats yep. can't forget the cats <laughs> yes we have a book dedicated solely to feline amputation and, and care after surgery so that's one of my favorites yeah. And then late last year, we published the story about how it all began. Um, Be more dog, that's Jerry. And it's kind of the lessons we learned from Jerry when we hit the road in an RV, you know, resilience, adaptation, awareness, acceptance, um, perseverance, those sort of things. And it gets into how and why we developed the Tripods community, which we're still running. But more, more importantly, <laughs> it's, it's about how to follow your pet's lead in this situation because they handle it way better yeah. than you think they will yeah. and way better than people do. Yeah. So that's we wanted to share that message. With yeah, people. I mean, they're so adaptable. I mean, I think um, you're aware yeah. I've had a um, my own tripod as well. So Stella, my my cat, Aww. she was a stray that was brought to brought to the clinic and she had some horrendous injuries to one of her front legs and, and, and lost her leg. And um, we tried to rehome her. And of course, um, vets and nurses are inundated with strays and things so she ended up coming home and yeah she yeah. had a, a, yeah she had and continues to have a fantastic um, fantastic life so I'd echo that it's amazing how um, adaptable our, our pets are and, and like you said at the beginning the recovery from surgery is actually incredibly rapid and they just get on with it don't they Renee and Jim thank you so much for joining us today and um, thanks for taking the time to share your expertise I'll obviously be leaving all of those links in the show notes of the of the podcast for people to explore what you have to offer. They could spend weeks in there and they'll be time well spent. So thanks so much for everything you do and take care of yourselves. Now, the thing that I love about Renee and Jim is that they're such passionate advocates that pets with three legs can live happy and otherwise healthy lives. They're also fantastic support for anyone, any pet parent in that really difficult decision of deciding to amputate in the first place or having to live with the consequences of that decision. And yeah, they're just fantastic people all around, as I'm sure you'll agree. Make sure you check out all of those resources that were mentioned during that conversation, and I'll include those in the show notes. We also talked a lot about the importance of a healthy weight, and that really is something that's important for 
any pet regardless of how many legs they have and it's also one of the main things that I talk about in my free guide pet health essentials which you can get at ourpetshealth.com slash pet care guide and again that link will be in the show notes. Now if you have enjoyed this episode I'd love it if you could share it with your pet owning friends and family especially if you know someone who does have a tripod but also I'd really appreciate it so much if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review for the show. Uh, It means so much when I get those reviews through and it helps more than you can imagine with other pet parents finding this podcast and that ultimately allows me to help more pets live the life that they deserve. So that's it from me for this week. I hope you stay safe and stay well. But until next time, this is The Call the Vet Show. I'm Dr. Alex. Take care. Thanks for listening to Call the Vet. For full show notes and any links mentioned in today's show, head over to callthevet.org, where you can also submit your question to be featured on an upcoming episode. We'll see you next time.